We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, Rocket, Mortgage, Classic, Final Bets, DraftKings Picks, the Ownership, One and Done, and the Weather Report, all coming for you on the show with Toe Tag and Tambo. Reminder to all of you out there to smash the like button for the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network and fantasynational.com slash Mayo to make building your lineups super easy. Get all your research done in the Listener's League for the PME, completely full. However, the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Listener's League, Tambo, Still 250 spots left. 250 spots. Get in there now. $5 three max. Very balanced payout structure. 500 to first. 50 bucks to 10th. Double your money for last place. Around 17% paid. You get money for last place? No, but the, if you min cash. Oh, it, if you min cash. I thought you meant like if you actually So the goal is you put place. your three lineups in. 15 bucks. It's reduced rake. We can't get the, the mayo special with that rake free, but that's okay. Still a good deal. You just got to min cash one to get back 10 bucks of your 15, but obviously looking to do a lot better. And it's been a great event. So we're happy about it. Yeah, see, I mean, that's the same thing that happens in the PME Open where yep. you min, min cash, double your money. So the best way, if only all the other tournaments would adapt a little bit, but no. we play for the big money. We play for the up top. So we got, we got to get back there last week. Another close call in showdown. Those, those round two, round three showdown shows on the Mayo media network, man. They're solid. They're coming close to winning. 
that's the key. So it's coming, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, it's definitely happening soon. And you'll get a lot of a uh, lot of juice out of the Open Championship and the Scottish Open. Once. Got a mega ticket last week in the round three version of it. So you, you did. Yep, forty four, forty four coming up next month. There you go. Got to keep piling them up. My bets for the week. Nothing really changed that much, unless you want to give me an SJ on someone. Yeah. But I got Ricky at eighteen. Just going with it. Okay. Felt like I didn't do this with Jason Day, and I've missed out on this type of win a bunch of times where. The price sucks. It's not the price that you wanted to win at. But you listen, if you just read the tea leaves of any golfer in the field of who's close to a win, there's only one answer. Yeah. He's way ahead of them. Strokes gained, everything. He's everything. just dominating. Yeah. And it's how it always goes. You, we've been around this a long time. The, the Ricky win finally hits at 14-1 to 1 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yep. Yeah, great. Yeah, and you're like, oh, save it for you know, at a major when you're 80-1 to 1 or something. It's like, it doesn't really work like that. No. So, Ricky, I have Aberg at 55. He's down to like 30 to 1 in some spots now. I don't know if I'd bet it at the 30, but the 55 was like a bad number when I got it mm-hmm. because it opened at 70 or 65. And just everyone's on the Aberg train right now. I talked about it with EPAT. Did you watch that show? I haven't got to it yet, but I'm going to. I love EPAT and I love what it was about, like just talking about setting golf lines, things like that. So, I want to see. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, where he had had some experience on the operator side of things, yep. I thought it was pretty interesting to hear about it and like how players actually get limited. Like, why do players get limited at sports books and like, all of the stuff that you thought is the stuff that makes the most sense. <laughs> like why people, it's not just because you win a bunch. It's that you're actually beating the book and that's what they don't want. Right. Like if you're someone who wins eight bets in a row and you bet a hundred thousand dollars each time, they're probably like, well, you're probably going to lose that back. If they look at what you're betting on, you just got lucky. Yeah. And if you're catching every single line, every single week, obviously it's going to be a, a time for them to cut you back. Yeah. So Aberg 55, Smalley 65, Ekrote 65. Might as well just jump on the train there. They all rated out really well for me. I really like JJ Spawn this week mm-hmm. at 90 to 1. And then I played Batia at 125 with five places. But you know, most of my money this week is on that prop that I talked about on the Monday show. We played it last week and it absolutely crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 74 players under par. I bet it at plus 175. It opened at plus 225 the last time that i saw it was still available it was even money and now it no longer exists i think this market might be dead after yeah this they're week. pulling that one now on you because I, I don't know why it would come out again at such plus money like that after after we last saw. week yeah yeah usually it's odd that they would you know it's odd they would do that usually they would switch it up but either way i like your bets i like all your bets more for DraftKings. okay like they're all play, they're all plays that i like this week it's just i don't know about i really do think that you you've got either like a Ricky, a Hideki, one of these guys Finau. is winning it. So, yeah, Finau again, maybe. He's I've all bu- fired up yesterday. So I've, built, I've built some under. cases against Finau. Yeah. Like, I need to come up with a way to... If you're going to bet Ricky at 18, why wouldn't you just bet Finau at 14? And I think that's a very logical argument. So, I really had to come up with some, you know, talking points to... Okay. Why I'm not betting Finau and I am betting Ricky. Not that I'm, like, a big Ricky better. It's funny because Jeff's not betting Ricky this week, so he's guaranteed to win if Jeff doesn't. Yeah. Jeff probably has secret money on Ricky, so he doesn't miss out. But yeah. I bet Thirsty Lawrence, too. Hey, another, mi- what is that? A- after missing last week, you know, I got to get back. He's 66 to 1. You got to bet him all the time, man. You, he actually wins. He has four wins what is it now? Yeah, four, four wins there, yeah. <laughs> I hit him on three of them, missed it last week. I just kind of forgot that he existed. And yeah, you were free rolling. You should always be betting him. It's true. So those are the bets for the week. <laughs> it's like the Gary Woodland bets, but I think you know myself included, we're running out of money on those. <laughs> but you know, we had all the U.S. Open money. We continued to bet it. Uh, it continues to not work. So I'm gonna say, uh, you're, I do much better. It's it's funny because I do all the research for the PGA Tour, 
And I kind of like talk my, that's why I'm betting Ricky this week, because normally I would just talk myself out of betting Ricky. It's like, oh, there's no value there. Although the numbers suggest that's the case. I have the feeling that you know, it's a culmination of short-term form. Mm-hmm. All the top 10s, all the top 20s, the one miscut at the PGA Championship. That was actually the time that I did bet him was at the PGA Championship. It was on the number too, had great stats. Yeah. Otherwise, just missed a little bit. So. And on Euro, I don't think about any of this stuff. It's like, I think Thirsty Lawrence is good. Even though that's not even his real name. No. <laughs> like, he, he just went, it was like how I, I've hit Moronk like three times on the European tour. It's like, I think Moronk is good. I'm just going to bet Moronk. That's crazy because you're, I, f- I find the DP World Tour bets are the hardest to hit down the stretch, just sweating them out with guys on Twitter, things like that. And I, don't, them. I don't even make Euro bets every single week, and I've hit more outright winners on the European Tour than yeah. I have on the PGA Tour in the past It's hard months. to do, man. You've been there with Gavin Green down the stretch. <laughs> oh, just three more holes to play. If he just makes par on all these, and, the, and yesterday he birdied these ones. Next thing you know, he's somehow in the native area, and <laughs> someone else is sneaking up, making an eagle from downtown. You're like, oh my God, this sucks. But that was the one where everyone had Gavin Gavin Green that week, myself included, but I also had Max Kiefer. I was like the only person in the that world the who had Kiefer. I was thinking of too. That's so funny. That's the one I was thinking of. All of a sudden Kiefer comes out and he was in the mix, but takes it down. So yeah, I like, I like the bets you got this week. I guess we'll hear the case for Ricky over Finau. Like you said, sometimes you can play the guy that has won a bunch more recently, but in, in domin- this case, it dominates shit fields. He does. This Sets is- himself up well for that. People give him shit for it. It's like, man, that's called optimization. He goes out and picks the events that he can win at and then puts them up and gets the job done, at least in the last little while he has. Not the greatest play as of recent form, but I'm saying like Finau went and got his wins when people said he couldn't. It's really interesting because like what we hold for and against people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I keep bringing this up with Rory and it's not a defense that Rory can't close. Rory clearly cannot close in majors. Like it's a real problem, but he is He's had the chance to win, like, each of the past nine majors, except for the Masters this year, basically. Mm-hmm. He's been in one of the final groups. He has put himself into that position. Law of averages think you would just backdoor your way into one of these if yeah. you were constantly in position to win. But he sucks. But Rom, who was nowhere near contention, doesn't take any heat. Yeah. Ever. And also... And, and Finau, uh, yeah. if he wasn't winning in Mexico or winning the Rocket Mortgage or the 3M... No one would care, but the fact that he does win them weirdly gets held against them that he can't win a big tournament. Yeah, the Netflix special when they're like, they, they, he just goes out and wins an event. Like, yeah, but that was a shitty event. So then he has to go out and win the next week again and be like, come on, guys, give me some credit. But the other thing about Rory, too, which is so funny, is that is then he goes out and wins. Like, he had, a, what was the year he won the players? It's like a rough run at the Masters or whatever, and then goes and wins the players or the Tour Championship after a bad run at other majors. And he's like, I'm winning when I can win. I'm just trying to win everything. It's not working out at the majors, but it's working out at these other huge events. So what do you want me to do? He's still, he's still winning. And it's weird because, and we, I continuously bring it up, and I think the conversation is going to turn there soon if he doesn't win. But, like, Scheffler's been way worse. For a yeah. guy who's playing way better than Rory and still not winning? Yeah. Like, that's outrageous. It's a really bad stat. I saw it today. I forget where it was, but it's like two wins out of his run. And, like, anybody else that's been on anywhere near a run this solid. Has, like, eight? Has, no, has, like, at least four, if not more. And so it's been, like, 15 years since this has happened. And I think it was Tiger back in the day. And it's funny to look at the player of the year standings. Like, Rom hasn't done shit in months. And he's very clearly the player of the year. Yeah, I don't think just, it's close because Scheffler can't win. That's the problem. I mean, <laughs> Scheffler literally should have won at least two of these events. But he didn't. I know. It's just Rom crazy. Rahm has four wins this year. Mm-hmm. I think people forget that. It just, they all happen. It's a lot like Scheffler's year last year. Scheffler won four times, culminating at the Masters, then never won again until Phoenix the next year. A lot of what's about to happen down this stretch will we'll decide it. 
I mean, Wyndham Clark is probably number two in the Player of the Year standings. He's right way now. up there, man. It's pretty. He has crazy. two wins in a major. I think he's up to thirteen million. They said too. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good it's stuff. Good. What are you seeing for weather in Detroit this week? Anything crazy? I looked at it a little bit yesterday. It's hard to judge, but it you know looks pretty steady across the board for Thursday, Friday. A lot less wind as far as gusts and that are concerned, but it looks like it's you know a little bit calmer in the morning. So I think it's fine. I'm not adjusting much for it. I don't mind if you want to play your PMAM guys or your PMAM scrubs, if you want to call it that for some that do that way. I, I do it. I don't mind it. But this week, I think, is a lot more about the overall scheme of things where we've got a lot of group think, right? Coming off of a major and a designated event with the elevated field down to now the Rocket Mortgage. People know this little mini run we're going on before we get to I like the Scottish, but no one counts that either. But the Open itself coming up in three or four weeks here. So what do we got? This, uh, John Deere, the Scottish Josh. Open, and then the, the Open. So, yeah, it's this little stretch. that I think it's just going to be a lull of who does everyone say to play? Let's play them, move some pieces around them, and go from there. What wind tower are you using this week on Windfinder? What's the name of it? Uh, I think it was... Detroit Rock City, the Windfinder No, tower? I think I saw this on another side. It was Hamtram. H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. T-R-A-M. Michigan, Ham- USA. Hamtrak, Michigan. Okay. It's like track, but tramp. Yeah, I see that. Tramp. Yeah, with no P even. It's a, it's a weird spelling. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I don't see much. It looks like there could be a bit of rain over Friday night, so and rain on Sunday. I wonder if the wildfires... This, some of that I saw. So uh, yeah, PGA Splits 101, Ron Kloss, he's down. He also... Got to ask a great question to Fina yesterday. If you didn't check that out, he, you know, that's on his Twitter. But Fina said to him, I'm trying to go 30. Like People are going 30 under here. He said, it's that soft. It's that easy. So we knew that anyway of scoring. It's just him to put a well, number. Well, let's just hope that plus I could lose all my outright bets for the next three weeks as long as more than 74 players go under. Par. It sounds like they will be. But to your <laughs> point on the original uh, saying that the, the smoke, the wildfire stuff, looks to be a little bit prevalent, but nothing too crazy i think it's gonna affect anything yeah i I was really bad in montreal which Mm -hmm. i know isn't necessarily near detroit but if it filters down that way well hey where keegan bradley plays is anywhere within five hours is his hometown so you can say the same for this canada is very close to by the way last week montreal was just as close to keegan bradley's hometown as where the tournament was in connecticut so yeah but new england's new england man that's right like ben raza lives like three minutes from the canadian border has never been to canada (laughs) <laughs> that's wild <laughs> i know but he'll be there for the he'll be, he'll be there in montreal because yes. I, I was telling him like why don't you just drive up to montreal he's like man that sounds really far away it's like a three-hour drive for him. no man you gotta get there that's the one <laughs> one and done selections for the week what are we at we're still out of the money we're hanging in 1500th place right now oh, god we got ricky we got ricky sungjay keegan aberg Harmon, ben ann ekrot for, uh, for the one and done for the week, I'm using Ricky. Jeff is using Cam Davis, and Cust is using Brian Harmon. Those were our picks in the. We're not saving Ricky. We're not saving Ricky, but Ricky's gonna be the guy everyone uses this week. Do we just try to? What's he at for ownership? Sixty four percent available. Still, he's gonna much. be like thirty something percent owned. Yeah. Who else do we got then that we could use? Sungjae. What's he at? Thirty five percent. Don't hate that. Like he's the same as Homa. He came like been, 28th last week, too, and it was a couple holes, man. There was a couple really bad holes yeah, for him. Just like Tom Kim. Willie Wilcox on the bag, though, again, man. This is the guy that sparked the, the little turnaround there for him. I was thinking, what if we just use Keegan? How we, what's his ownership? No one's going to play 91%, him. 91%. No one's going to play him. Like, no one's going to use him on, like, coming off another win. Like, this, 
we talked to, I talked about Jeff and like these weird spike putting weeks that Keegan has had where he's gaining like seven strokes on the green. Now he just did it. He rarely does it in back-to-back weeks. But if you want to take a gamble on someone that I don't think is going to be very highly owned just because of the circumstances, mm-hmm. like why wouldn't this course be great for him? Yeah, it still should be. And that's another thing when he does have those weeks, he wins. It's like, I think it's three, the five weeks he's had like that. It's like three wins and two, t- two top uh, two seconds, I guess it was, or two top threes or something. It's weird to look at the numbers, but you say that like whenever he puts that well, he wins. There's only one other guy that I know who does that. Who? Morikawa. Yeah. He's... Is Morikawa like the, the younger Keegan Bradley? PGA championship early yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> got a quick PGA championship out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, it seems, uh, seems off because the comparisons coming up when Morikawa won the open were up yeah, against yes. Tiger and it was legit. Like, yeah, the stats no, no, were legit. I agree. But like when you think about what needs to happen for Morikawa to actually win, it's almost exact. I mean, Scheffler can win with losing strokes putting. Mm-hmm. JT has won losing strokes putting. Spieth has as well. Spieth has as well. And the common denominator between all those three guys is, yeah, the ball striking is great. They're also immaculate around the greens. Mm-hmm. And you can make up for not like shitty putting, but like bad putting if you're constantly just tapping in for par every time, like whenever you're in trouble. Morikawa doesn't have that luxury. He can't chip. It's been, it, was, it was the Hovland problem, which he's seemingly starting to solve, mm-hmm. or at least on a nice run right now. And Keegan is kind of similar. Like, his around the green has been really good lately, but historically it has not been good. So he's needed to make a lot of these, like, 12-foot par putts or 13-foot birdie putts on par yeah. fives because the chip wasn't all that good. Also, on weeks like this, the birdie fest, you can't really worry about if they, ha- if they need around the green, you're in trouble already. They, they have do. got to be on there, and they've got to be putting for birdie and eagle and whatever it might be to give themselves the true opportunities. Well, I do think that's why of the top end options that if I was going to go to the top of the board, which I did and took Ricky Fowler, I think that he rates, I mean, by the numbers, he rates out the best for me in the short term. Like it's not even really close. And then after that, it would be Max Homa. Yeah, Just because he can putt. Like Finau currently cannot putt. Morikawa, we know, cannot putt. Justin Thomas cannot putt. Tom Kim cannot putt. That doesn't mean that they're not going to putt well this week. That's not what I'm saying about mm-hmm. it. But if you're just going to say that, hey, in, we need to get to minus 25 at minimum to sniff a win in this event, I'd rather just bank on the guys that I can know roll in a five-foot putt at, at this kind of tournament. Yeah, which is the challenge with our one-and-done selection because yeah. we got to hope that Keegan does it again. Which, when he does it, it works. But if he doesn't, sure. Do but it like again. his putting hasn't been as shitty as the other guys. That's like, true. Even when it's bad, it's like what I know is we, we can't take Ricky. There's just no way this. this we're in too deep. Like we're we're too far down the board. We need to hope that the thirty percent because I can't believe he's actually still that available after this run that he's been on. But I guess it's just because some of those tournaments you, people where, still had where the other you? guys and there was no like set Ricky place. Waste management was so far ago and it wasn't this run. So that makes sense to me. But to, it also makes total sense like what you said where he's going to be thirty percent this week because of that. This is his usage week. It, it most definitely, because when you go back and look at the tournaments that he has played in, mm-hmm. he rarely plays events like this. Even this year, you like we Jeff and I had talked about it. Like you need to play one of these jabroni events. Go get your win, JT. Like, that's why he's here. I, I guarantee he's, you. I'm, I think he's sixty first in the FedEx Cup right now. Is so that true? I, I, I thought so when I looked at it. It's been bad, man. I feel like he might win the Open Championship. Oh God. Do you think we'll get him eighty nine hundred again? Eighty eight hundred. I, I think that his DraftKings pricing will be around there, and I'm curious to see. 
if he shows any, like, he showed a bit of life last week, and all of a sudden he's a co-favorite again. So it doesn't last long when he's in the tank. But I could see him being, like, 40-1 to 1 at the Open. One thing we missed last week, my co-host Kenny Kim brought up, I thought it was a pretty sharp point, is just, again, like, what's the best way to break out of the type of slump that you're in? JT literally only played the hardest courses, the strongest fields, everything. Ricky's doing the same. Finally gets on an easy course last week, and all of a sudden he finds his ball striking, and he's all set. This week, too, I, you know, just reading it, like, the there's, like, no elevation it's like the flattest course of the land jt just goes out and fires at what he knows like it's going to be another situation i think i, I it may feel like chasing but it does feel like he's going to be able just to go out and be fine this week i just worry that he can't putt it's always going to be the worry it's been losses in one two three four five six seven eight nine nine of his past ten tournaments in the red on the greens mm-hmm. and the one time that he did gain at wells fargo was like 1.4 what was last week minus 1.3 and what did he end up getting to? I forget now. He finished T9. He gained 11 strokes to the green. Barely gained off the tee. It was all approach and all around the green. And so this week he can get away with off the tee. Mm-hmm. He's going to probably bring the... I just He's going to bring this approach I, Listen, game, I if you want to make a case for Justin Thomas, the, the case is there. Yeah. And if you want to make the case for Finau, the case is there as well. The challenge with JT, just quick, is that, again, it's 10K for what we just discussed. It's basically a boom bust. There's a lot of guys we can do that with in the 9K and the 8K range where you're like, yeah, if this happens, then this. JT is expensive to pay that for. But you know, if he scores, like if he, if he makes the weekend, which should, like he really should, <laughs> he is going to put up points, man. There's just so many points out there. For sure, but you can probably derive a lot of those points from other people. As you well. can, and that there's that separation obviously comes down in an event like this where you know you could have a Brian Harmon score the same as some of the guys above him just because the way the course sets up, it's just possible. And whoever makes those putts and rolls them in, but yeah, I, I would. I don't think anyone has to make a case for JT. He's going to be like seventeen to twenty percent owned. But for one and done, back to it, I would go with Sungjae or Keegan. Probably that's the two that I kind of liked in that range. Let's go with Keegan. Let's do it. Keegan. We got nothing else to lose at this point. So we, no, we, we, we and talking through, we're not just throwing names against the wall. Like this is why it makes sense for us. It's a game strat. It's a strategy that we're using based on where we sit in the pool. This is how you should be thinking about your one and dones out there, those watching and listening. That if you've got these decisions to make, don't just take the quote unquote free money with Ricky if you think he's winning. If you're way behind. If you're up there and you think that's the spot and you just have nowhere else you're saving them for, I'm fine with it. But for us back in 1500th place, we have to try and make a move. 100% agree. So, And we don't have the other options available to us. Like if we had Morikawa or like Homa is probably a really good one and done play this week. Whether he's good or not, I have no idea. But I know that he's either been used or no one is using him this Well, week. most people use him on the West Coast. So definitely love that play. If you have him, like just talking through it. What, what would you do with Hideki if we had him? I don't know what to make of Hideki. Cuss tried to use him as his one and done, but had previously used him. Yeah. I think a lot of people have. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it just breaks down to it's kind of the similar case that I want to make for Finau. Like, Finau's driving has been so inconsistent. It's been, like, kind of good or really bad that if you catch him on a really bad week, like, he's going to struggle at this tournament where Hideki's irons have been fire basically since the Masters, but he can't drive the ball. And it's one thing to not have the distance to compete. But it's another thing, like, you say, like, oh, yeah, Justin Thomas can miss fairways here. Absolutely. But he's still pounding the ball. Yeah. Hideki's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's somewhat problematic. Now, maybe he's just so laser point in on his irons that it doesn't make a difference. But I think that's a bit harder to do. Like, if you're trying to piece together arguments for or against people where I'm betting Ricky, my entire thing is kind of, how can I take pieces of other elements of these players and try to take away from them? Like, Homa just doesn't have it right now. Like, when you go look at his numbers, but could he gain nine strokes putting? Yeah. 
He most definitely could. Out of all these guys, he is the most apt to go do that. Morikawa, does he have it in him to gain four strokes putting, which is almost like baseline what you need to win this tournament? No, he probably doesn't. Yeah. That is true. That's the thing about Homa. And Homa's actually uh, had good results here. Three for three made cuts, all, I think, top 25s or top 29s, where he does have to pull through and do just a little bit better. Reminds me almost of uh, the Rory and Xander. Well, I guess Xander was the winner the previous year, but the other years and stuff, Rory is a better example. Last week, I think it was all like 13s, 15s, 19s. He did it again by finding his way up the board a little bit, but it wasn't enough for what others did around him and this price tag. And that's kind of your Morikawa point you're making. Homa could find it and do it. If you don't think Morikawa can, then it's hard to play him at 10-6 when we get to DraftKings there. Yeah, I'm not playing him. Right. Yeah, and, and he might sense. come 7th mm-hmm. and have the most strokes gained on approach with like 13 and, and just might. not make enough of the putts to matter. Yeah. Versus like Ricky, who might just get electric on the greens. <laughs> yeah. And by like by the numbers, Ricky's just playing better. Almost the 59 last week. Still didn't come top 10, but yeah, no, that's just but the way it goes. He was pretty close to the top 10. Yeah, just a string of top a uh, String of top 15s at this point. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Let's talk DraftKings then and see what we want to do. Let's talk ownership before we do anything else. Uh, Ricky, Hideki, Ekro. Your highest on guys? Mm, Ricky Hideki for sure. Yeah, Ricky Decky from the top. Not to say the other guys are like low owned, but. Yeah, I still think the other guys all get that mix in there. Like they're, you, they're all at 15%. Tom, I mean, Tom and I don't know. I think it's Tom that gets squeezed a little bit, but it's squeezed to like what, 14%? Yeah. Versus like Sungjae is still getting ownership here. Keegan and Cam Davis aren't getting ownership in the nine K's just because it's so affordable to have the other guys. Like they will, when I say no ownership, I mean, I think they'll be more like 10 to 13. I got 10 to 10 to 13 rather than like 14 to 20 in that mix. Like they're very clearly below. It does seem after Sung Jay, people are making a mental cutoff in their mind of, Hey, that's a tier break. Mm -hmm. Cameron Davis and Keegan Bradley are at the top of the next tier. And they're kind of on a tier by themselves. Cause I think that everyone kind of acknowledges that Cam Davis and Keegan Bradley, now that Harris English is withdrawn, that, they're just better than Jagger, Harmon, Smalley, Kirk, and those guys. So it's like a little mini tier of two guys. And I think it's a very interesting mini tier of two guys because at this tournament where top end skills are, I think, relatively mitigated, that I would much rather play Cam Davis and Keegan Bradley than Sungjae, Hideki, and Tom Kim. Oof, not me. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Like I said, I, I think one thing about it is the, the Bradley thing is here's what we know. And we just took him for one and done. So it's we're getting to a different conversation now. But I said this on Monday and I still stick by this. He's making the cut. He's going to get through. So that's great. Six to sixes are important. You want that. I, I definitely feel like he brings that much over to this week. He can miss it. But I feel like that's how it goes. It's then what does it turn into over the weekend? And at the guy coming off the win, it has nothing to do with he can't win back to back. I don't. That's a narrative I never fall into. I think that actually gets overblown and why his ownership is 10 to 13. But... It's like the Henley from last week. He was fine. He came through. He got you like 98 DraftKings points at 7,800. This is at 9,200. It's the chalk play. Last week, this week, it's not the chalk, but it's a guy that makes it through. And then what does he really give you over the weekend? That's what you got to come down to. I think there's just too many guys around him. I feel way better about Sungjae, Matsuyama, Kim, the guys up above. And even I'm fine with like Jaeger and guys in the 8K range over that range too. Really? See, I guess this is why the ownership percentage is dictating that, you know, Jagger is going to be more owned. Smalley is going to be more owned. Kirk might be in the same relative area. I just think these two. I think they all fall like 10 to 15, though. This Maybe. is why I don't get someone's like, oh, Aberg's getting the steam, can't play him. Like, what, do you, what, he, what are you going to do, play Harmon at almost the same or Jagger at maybe more? Or what Like, what are you switching to here? Yeah. You like Aberg this week, and you think he has a big week. Why are you moving off? 85% of the field's not playing him. There's not like you're going to like a one percenter <laughs> next door. Smalley's still getting some ownership. Kirk and Harmon will still get some. Like it's uh, of difference the, of three to five percent. Of the guys in the eights, the only ones that aren't drawing any, like no one's playing Hoagie, like legitimately nobody. Yeah, which is definitely true. And I said this on Monday, and I'll stick with this one too, is he shows on the stats on easy courses. Crushes. Crushes. And so that's a good pivot play that you can go to. And if maybe if you don't feel as safe with it, fine. But um, in your tournaments and stuff, I think he's a, a fine play. Benny Ann is a guy I want to, I talked to you pre-show on him. He's a guy that I guess, you know, is getting, people keep mentioning him. I'm not sure if they're actually going to click the name. I mean, I have the name clicked. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what I mean by I when like I him. say that though, right? Like people talk about it. Will they be about it? That's the, oh, I, this, all that. And what my point was, was that, you know, you go back, 
WD'd the U.S. Open qualifier early. He was plus two through seven or nine. It's not game over when there's 27 more holes to play at those qualifiers. But everyone said, oh, he's getting on the plane to go to Canada. Well, wait, he didn't. He WD'd from the event. He went on Twitter, said it was his back or whatever. He tweaked something and then comes back at the Travelers, misses the cut on the number. And gained across all three tee to greens. He did. And this course should set up a little bit better. I know everyone sees birdie fest, birdie fest, but at the same time, different type of setup here. It's not like he can bomb it out there. He can get away with some more. He can find his way up there. He can get birdie opportunities. So I, at the start of the week, didn't like him as much. I just was curious where you thought he was getting to from an ownership standpoint, because again, Eckroad is there, I think, eating some up. The guys above, for sure. In the, in the upper 8K, whether it's Aberg, Smalley, Jagger, those guys eat some up. And so. Straka has just been a popular name this week. I think Benning gets like 10%. Yeah, 8 it, to 10. That's fine. Yeah, I'm definitely in. fine. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. That's where I think it's a little bit overblown that he can still come through for you at 8,200. And when I try to lump courses together with this tournament, I, I think Sedgefield kind of just rears its ugly head, also being another Donald Ross course. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you kind of go one step back from that, what's the course that correlates the most with Wyndham? It's the Heritage. And it's funny because those two courses are a bit of shorter courses. They're on Bermuda grass. This is neither. This is on Benton with Poa. It's a little bit longer, although because it's so flat, and I wrote about this in my column this week, that Riviera has hidden distance Mm -hmm. in it because there's three really short holes and there's like weird elevation changes that although it's only like 7,350 yards, it plays like it's 76. It's a long course. This is the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Like the buckets for ranges on approaches this week are essentially identical to the travelers last week it's a bunch of like 110 yard shots that's Mm -hmm. it although the course plays 500 yards longer somehow you can get to three of the four power fives into no problem so when i think about it like where does ben ann had his most success it's been like windham and heritage (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i said it it became a little overblown i didn't love it as much first thing monday morning you know hearing people talk about his name and just seeing it there and it's definitely one that I've come around on, especially because, like you talked about too, some of the the squeeze factors, and we actually saw it last week. If you go back to the 8K range last week, it was Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, and Lowry was right there at 8,200. Tom was still fine, but Siwoo misses the cut. Some people that play, I think our Lister League winner on the Fantasy Golf Degeneres last week had uh, played the 8K range and just played Lowry instead of the other two and decided that way. Here's a spot where guys like Hoagie and Ann are in the mix between the more popular guys up above, Smalley, Aberg, Jagger, maybe some Harmon and Kirk, and then down below, definitely Eckroat and that high 7K range. So don't hate that. Uh, the Sedgefield thing you brought up, go back to the nines for a second. Tom Kim, what are you, what are you doing here with Tom, Hideki, Sungjae, the, the Korean I, contingent and the Japanese special with Hideki Matsuyama. Kenny played all three in his cash game cornerstones this week. So he said, just jam all three of them together. I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to play Sungjae. I don't want to play Hideki. Tom Kim has the most interest to me. But if I'm going to, the thing is, I'm going to end up playing more than just Fowler at the top. Mm-hmm. But I think that you kind of sold me on Justin Thomas about what his potential upside might be at this course. And just looking at it, I think that Homa is the one that gets squeezed. Yeah, Homa has to get squeezed here. I've so got him I might the just lowest play, for sure. I, I think I'd rather play Homa and Thomas over Kim, Matsuyama, and Sungjae, and then just avoid them. Yeah, I, I, can, I can easily, just because of the way it's set up this week, get away with more, but I think all the win equity is crazy to say, and I'm a homer on Steven Yeager, but I think it's Steven Yeager and up. He's not winning, probably, but just go up from there, like Keegan and up, I think we're getting the winner out of here this week. It just feels that way. It, it can be you know neutralized by the fact that how easy it can get and the putting contest and the birdies and the eagles and all this stuff for sure. But I still think that someone up here prevails. And so if you go like the, the chalk, Ricky, JT, Kim, M, Decky, those five seem very good. 
And then you can still squeeze in like a Homa if you want, or a Finau, as long as you're not playing everybody else. But I can skip over a bunch of these 8K guys. I think that's where I would feel better about it than, you know, playing everybody in the 8K range. There's a lot of guys I just don't care about as much like that, you know, Hadwin. Well, Hadwin was interesting. I think I'd rather play Hadwin than Hoagie. I just think his form is better right now. Probably better on paper. But it's just I, like, they're going to be around the same ownership, and Hadwin's cheaper. Yeah. I, so for some reason, people like Hadwin as a pivot, but I, like I said, I'd probably just play Benny Ann there at, at where I've got to now, and you made a good case for him there too. Just everything I keep hearing about him, I just don't know if people are actually going to click him, but even Straka, some of the guys in there, like I'm more fine with that. And then going down, I'm, I'm heavier in the 7K range. There's 30 guys from 7K to 7,400 this week. Another case I was making yesterday with Hoop on, on our channel on the Ship It Nation YouTube was about the 6K range this week, Pat. I know we're jumping around, but do you even think you need to go into the 6K this week? I mean, I, I, I will because Crazy Carl Wands down there. And yes. I like him, but no, you yeah. don't. <laughs> There's 98 guys That's in the, in the 6K range. And you just cross Ho- hopefully those 20, off. Hopefully 25% of them can finish under par. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Good you, to you're going to need it some, yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's some uh, scoring down there, but I'm more so saying trying to pick your spot and get the right guy. I think if you are going down there, you should pick who you're on and play 10% of them or something. Just if you get them right, you got everything right. If you don't get them right, I don't want 3% on this guy, 3% on that guy. You're you're trying to pick a diamond in the rough. And even if you get them right, you've now limited yourself to so little lineups that it's probably not going to matter. Yeah, based on the talent in this field, and I think this changes the strategy week to week of what I try to do at least. Now, you're obviously far more successful at this than I am, but the weeks that I tend to do well, I either spread at the top and go solid on one to three guys between like 6,000 and 7,500 bucks Mm -hmm. and just have those guys like 30% of my lineups each and just spread around the bottom end. Or I do the reverse Mm -hmm. and be like, here are the two guys at the top I like and then just spread around the wealth at the bottom and try to mix and match with the guys that I really like at the top. Now, both strategies probably aren't the best, but that's how I like to play it. I actually like them. And funny enough, you said that because I'm usually the guy that spreads at the top because I, you know, that's where the the strong field events, especially it's hard to say if a Rom or Morikawa Sheffield. or a Rory and Homa is going to win. Like who, who knows on paper, they both look incredible. There's cases to be made for all of them. But this week where I do feel a little bit better about the chalk up top, because I think it is that way for a reason. Ricky is his price and, and is his ownership story for a reason because of price stats, everything he's been doing lately and just setting up for it. So going to a guy like him, I don't mind, but I think where you get different this week is just going into this slow seven K range or even the mid seven K range where there's so many guys, five to 10%. You can easily just mix and match those. But what I'm saying is I don't want to add in the bulk of the 6K range to try and say, oh, but I need a piece of Kevin Roy this week, or I need a piece of this guy just to say I have them because if they're the guy, I need them. No, because you're not going to get anywhere with two or 3% of those. I'm looking at the win simulation, the win simulator, a uh, thousand simulations of the tournament, fantasynational.com slash mayo. You can get in there and take a look at it yourself. But Colin Morikawa is like the overwhelming favorite in really? terms of the simulations. Do you think that he found something in that round on Friday? Ended up missing the cut on the number seven under at the Travelers. Like it felt like he that felt like a Morikawa round that we haven't seen in a while. And maybe it was. I think he said he did. I, I remember he, he mentioning like uh, you know he knew he, what he had to do. He went out and did what he had to do, and it just didn't end up being enough. So if, so you, think, he, if you think that, so it's him than Finau one and two in terms of win equity. Uh, Finau and Matsuyama are actually the same at T two. Then it's Sungjae, JT, and then Ricky, and then Davis Riley. <laughs> somehow <laughs> Riley might have actually found something he had two really good rounds last week uh, round two and round four I believe was six and seven under and so, so yeah if you're buying in Justin Thomas then you got to buy into Davis Riley who somehow lost 5.5 strokes on approach last week 
Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm actually interested in, but only because of price, right? With Davis Riley, you get a, a much bigger discount than some of the other guys here. He's at down to seventy eight hundred. What if I just uh, well, I guess he's up from last week, but he's he's at seventy eight hundred versus the guys we're talking about are nine k plus. So of the six k guys, who do you like? I, I said Carl Wan is someone that I like. You said yeah, you're sexy Roy. No, I don't. That's who people like. I don't. I, don't, I guess he has a uh, Kevin Roy pops every week in the numbers that. Yeah, I have. his hometown course in Syracuse is a Donald Ross design. Someone just told like, me just that. Just like Jagger's Corn Ferry win, like you told yeah, me. Yeah, Jagger won on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2018 at the Knoxville Open, which is a Donald Ross design. Okay, so pencil him in for a win. That's easy. Easy. That's why he has win equity here, Pat. Um, I like uh, the Eagler Double R Norman Vincent. I, I, I'm surprised he's not more popular. To tell you the truth, 6900 seems fair. Yeah. I'll play him over Sam Bennett for sure. I don't think that many people are going. I mean, there's one thing that you can no, really no, no one is. pull back on Sam Bennett. And maybe this is unjust in this way. But one of the reasons that I liked him at the U.S. Open, and it eventually got the best of him, is that the ball striking is going to be amazing. The dude legitimately seems like he can't putt. <laughs> I was going to say that. But also, to your point, it could be, sorry, to your case of liking the guy. What if when he finally shows up on a super easy course like this one this week and Tears it apart? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the case. But he, he's starting to strike me as someone that I want to play at hard courses where he can get away with missing a few four-foot putts. I got a couple other guys. And again, this is why it's also kind of contradictory. Factually, yes, these are 6K guys. They literally are priced in the 6K range. But like Scott Stallings, 6,900. If he was 71, it wouldn't you, make you, a difference to yeah. me. So I don't care. I'm playing him. Um, who's the other guy here? Davis Thompson, your boy? My guy. He's also, again, you can't play all these six. You can put them together if you want. I'm just mentioning a few that I would have interest. I know people, are, our podcast title this week on the Mammoth Network, like the SIG. That, that's the guy, 6,700. And he showed it last week, and he can make birdies, but he has to get it right. And then one, my gut play of the week down here is Henrik Norlander. It's just one of those weeks? It's once every seven weeks? He's got, uh, I think he had like a 13th or a 12th here before in the past, but it was also just a, a little tidbit of some of the same courses that he showed up on and he just kept showing up and showing up and showing up like you said with Benny Ann where you the reason you'd kind of be interested and you gave some course um, comparisons that's what I got for Henrik Norlander so he he was a guy and then what about Kevin Streelman's long-lost cousin Ross Steelman (laughs) any interest if I knew who that was then maybe okay let me tell you Pat tell me about the the man of steel here (laughs) the man of steel he is number four on the PGA Tour U list. Number one is obviously everyone's favorite this week, Aberg, who's locked in and lo- everything locked up. Number three is ADDC, who everyone knows won on the Corn Ferry Tour. You're not going to try to pronounce the name? No, yeah, you do it. It's your, your I, I did, but I, I, but I keep forgetting what it is. Go look it up and figure it out. But all the reason the bit works so well is because, do you know, while Steelman is number four, do you know who number five is? Bennett? Bango, you yeah. got it. Yeah, so he's better than your boy Sam Bennett right now. Except. Except he hasn't shown up in majors. Yeah, at the, at the Masters <laughs> Memorial or the U.S. Open and acquitted himself quite nicely. He didn't get a six-figure hat deal at the, the <laughs> Masters because he was hanging out with Rahman Brooks while they were breaking the, the slate down. So, But yeah, you can, you can pronounce it. It's definitely a name you like. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. It's, I did it on yesterday's show, I think. But everyone just keeps calling him ADDC. Because they don't want to pronounce the name. Yeah, but it's something amazing, though. It's like Adrian John D. Dool. Like, why isn't he on the like? Why isn't he getting PGA Tour buzz? Like, why isn't he in these events? He'll, he'll be he won on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's gonna. There we go. Adrian Dumont de Charret. Yeah, see, it's perfect for you. <laughs> this is your guy. I love this guy. Who's the other guy that you always do? What's the other guy? 
Do you base No, the other um, guy with the same accent that you do. There's another really popular one that you always use. I don't Who's know. Who's your favorite French golfer? Right now? No, that you usually make fun of. There's always a good, uh, the Cody, the, sorry, the, the Pearson Cody one is the best. But there was another French golfer that you always used to do the impression of that was so good. I, I thought it was Dubesson. No, that's the new one. That's no, new, that's, that's a, a new that's flavor. That's old, old, old one. This is the Dubesson? Oh, okay, man. I forget. I have the worst memory for this stuff, but you, someone else will. Know. Yeah, your memory is not the. It's not the sharpest. No. no, I live week to week, Pat. You do. Yeah, just focus on the next slate. The next slate ahead. You gotta, you gotta have a good mindset playing this game full time. Yeah, so. I mean that's why I do very poorly because I have this stuff stuck in the back of my mind. I can't, <laughs> I can't flush it out. The little things you can't let go of. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, who else? I just looked at. I just did a cross comparison between Sedgefield the past twelve rounds on average, Lipsky of nine K guys, Lipsky, Justin Lower, Bryce Garnett, uh, are all ones that kind of popped out. But I could be interested in Lipsky and Lower again. I'm not going to go to a bunch of these L- guys here. Lower but- can usually putt at least. He did not last week at the Travelers, but. By and large, he had gained in six straight six straight weeks on the greens previous to that. You talked about Carl Juan. He can definitely make birdies with the best of them. What about uh, the bounce back? Kevin Yu last week. He's 7K flat now, but you got Akshay there. You got uh, Will Gordon, 7,100. There, there's some guys in that bottom 7K range this week. It, it, you mean Kevin Yu just kept popping off the charts for me? Yeah. Do you, ter- do you think people play him? I don't think so. I mean, dude str- struggles putting. It's an, issue. it's an issue. I it's mean, all what you get. You get you get two rounds to figure it out, and if you get it right, you, it you is op- roll I, in the points over the weekend. Listen, when you're down here mm-hmm. and you're trying to look for someone who has potential upside, like one of the reasons that I'm not on Morikawa this week, although I can play Ben Ann, is that he's $3,000 cheaper. Like, if I play Morikawa, I need him to putt at this price. I don't need Ben Ann to really gain three strokes putt. He can come 12th, and I'm good. And with Kevin Yu, I, I think it makes a lot more sense, too, that you don't need him to putt based on his other skills. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like the anti-Justin Sir in a weird way when you look at his numbers. Speaking of which, what's he, 7,900? Yeah, 79. Has he really made 19 of 20 cuts? Yeah, because he gains fucking six strokes putting every week. Every week! It's incredible. He's I, the best putter on the PGA Tour, bar none. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's not even close at this point. He's and then gained, what has he done He's gained it? in 13 straight tournaments on the greens, and it's an average of like four strokes a week. Do you have his results up in front of you? Uh, 56th, 27th, 41st, 16th, 26th, miscut, 59th, 73rd, 45th. That is insane, man. Like everyone will say it to go back to Wyndham Clark, go to Keegan, go to whoever we want to talk about, Morikawa, every single person, Justin Thomas. If they find a putter, Scotty Scheffler, even these days. Just, they, I mean, Justin so should be hired to be Scotty Scheffler's putter. Desi- designated putter. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine owning a putter that's that good and not being able to get a top 10. Like, it's just and, nuts. Well, it's funny because his two ties, his one week that he lost putting this year was at the Honda when he came fifth and gained 11 strokes T to green. He hasn't gained more than, he gained seven at the players and putted reasonably well, and he came sixth at the players. <laughs> he's so like, he has these weird finishes in Florida. I guess ball striking-wise in Florida, he's been fine. But yeah. And the U.S. Open, I, I won a big bet on him top, I, I bet him top 30 came 27th. Like, he's been really good in the stronger field, like harder events, weirdly enough. Every casual golfer says like, oh, I'm so bad off the tee and I suck up my arms, but you should see my short game. Justin's uh, living that on the PGA Tour. He's exactly. like, I legit have the best short, the top short game, the best putter right now, but I cannot do the rest. So I wonder if he is the top putter right now. Yeah, he is. Him and Harry Holland, she has, she has top five in putting in this field, like recently. Sir, Harry Hall, Shez Reevy, Keegan, and Ryan Bram. 
Speaking of Chez and top fives, hit that each way last week. He got chopped by one spot. That's okay. Man, he should have done a lot more. I was happy with it. Don't get me wrong. But hey, man. when you looked at him, uh, I'm sure when you did showdown after three rounds, you're like, Chez has gained nine strokes and three rounds on the greens. I'll this take is, what I This get. is not going to end well. <laughs> I knew that. Round four was not a heavy play for me. But, yeah, just in general. Um, uh, talking about the Wyndham Heritage crossover, I think that we should be looking at CT Pan. Yeah, what's up with him? He had a shit week last week. He had two top fours, the two events previous to that. <laughs> he yeah, was fourth at the Byron Nelson. He was third in Canada. Had a real, He lost almost seven strokes chipping last week. Yeah. Like, that's almost impossible to do. He seemed to be back, though, the week that we got before, or whatever it was. The first time, he remember he came back from like his little injury or whatever? Byron and, Nelson, yeah. Yeah, was he came fine. fourth. Yeah. And he came third in Canada. Yeah, and, like, then now, and now want- nobody wants him. But the issue is, too, now where they've planted him on this board... We didn't even talk about all these guys, but like Shank, Sam Stevens, Nick Hardy, Lee Hodges, Matthew Neesmith, Ryan Palmer, S.H. Kim, Adam Svensson, Ben Griffin. People want to play these guys. Again, no one's getting ownership. This is where you get different with anybody you're playing up top. You can just play a bunch of these guys. But Okay, so let's, let's rattle off. Are you playing the Gim Reaper at 74? Yes I, or no? Yes. Okay, so am I. I did not bet him this week, though. I'm going back to Aaron Rye because the numbers suggest that I do so, but I do worry that he's going to miss every one-foot putt. Because... That's the problem with him. But again, if you get those good first two days, he's actually someone, Kenny pointed this out too on Monday, is he's a, when he gets through, he's good. He, he comes through. That, that's what we want, but we, you got to get him through. That's what you don't want to want to sweat, because it's tough. How much? Yeah, Pan is 72. Like, I feel like you got to lock him in. God, I hate that you just said that, because you know who you said that about last week, and it really worked? Carson Young. Yeah. And it just crushed. He was, he was the wrong price. Yeah. The price is wrong. The price Bob. is wrong, Bob. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, man, I hate that you said that because he definitely does not pop anywhere for me on this range. It's just so loaded down here that I could name, like, seven other guys I want to play in front of him. Sure, but, but I mean, it, that's one I of the reasons it. that no it. one's playing him. I but it. it feels yeah. like based on he is like he and Kevin Wu in a weird way. And if you're looking for Kevin Wu. Kevin Yu. Uh, Kevin Yu, sorry. If you're looking for Kevin Yu on here, it's under Chan Yanu. You. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's his real You were name. thinking of Dylan Wu. I was thinking Brandon. of Dylan Wu, who's also exactly the same price, yes. who is, again, almost... Another he, guy. Well, he's he's a similar player to Kevin Yu, except he's kind of worse at everything. Like, Kevin Yu, like, when he gains off the knee, he gains, like, six strokes. But what about Brandon Wu, who makes birdies in bunches? That is The true. B in Brandon stands for birdies. It does. He's almost like Aaron Rye in a weird way, that when he yeah. makes the cut, he does really <laughs> well. It's just he doesn't make a ton of cuts. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but if he, he gets through, solid. I I mean Bati at seven k auto play, yeah he's the one to me just to go back real quick because you, you want birdies Bati well well Bat, the B and Bati is for birdies but it's, he's the guy that seems to me like if there was someone that was the wrong price not like my favorite value play down here I'm just saying it is interesting that we're all talking about other guys if we even go here but he's he's the one that when there's okay there's Bennett there's Sargent there's Aberg and they're not all getting owned but my point being why Bati is just the the guy that no one's talking about anymore. He, he can definitely make birdies. He he doesn't get put into that same classification as those other guys because he said, fuck college. I'm not yeah, going to play. Yeah, quit and said, I'm playing golf. Yeah, I'm just going to play on the corn ferry. Bringing my girl win. around on the bag and yeah, just going and out and shipping. Like, that's exactly what he does. So it's like, I'll be six foot nine and 120 pounds. The, tar, the, the Tarzan lookalike when he came out of the water, no shirt on and paired him up. Like, that was incredible stuff, man. Locks flowing. Had the six pack out, even though it's really that he's just super skinny. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty incredible, man. Uh, Lee Hodges is another one, someone who I backed here last year for an outright win. He's the same price as C.T. Pan. I had a guy message me and DM and say I'm good friends with Lee Hodges. 
because I bet him last week. And so he's like, it's cool to see that you bet on my best friend or whatever. He's like, he's feeling it right now. He's really feeling good. I mean, at- he had a bad week at the Travelers and Elevated event. I don't expect him to play well in Elevated I events. was just going to say that, but here, right back in. Yeah. I think he's a good play at 72. I so. bet him at 90 this time. I just felt like the DM was a sign. I the just DM's a sign? On yeah. Lee Hodges? I, it's, he's just, he fits we, into the same path as all the guys you said earlier. I was like, good DK plays, but not bets, but I had to stick with this one. Well, I, I mean, he might luck out here. If this rain on Friday evening somehow gets pushed into Saturday and they have to cancel the Saturday round, he's going to be unbeatable. He's fine. Because he can't play. <laughs> Taylor Pendrith, only good in July. Lee Hodges can't play on Saturdays. So we just need to get a one-day delay. Yeah, we need a one-day delay. It's uh, only the John Deere next week. Who cares? Just push this thing to Monday. <laughs> we'll go Sunday, Monday to round it out, get Lee Hodges the dub. So I think that we I mean, my numbers love SH Kim because I really waited off the tee in driving distance, mm-hmm. and he's crushing at both those. But I think I'd rather play Will Gordon. At that price. Uh, Hayden Buckfuck is out for a while. He hurt his ribs. Broke his ribs or something yeah, like that. I was going to say. I liked him, though, before he went out. Carson Young at $7,000. <laughs> Still wrong? I See, I think this is a fair price for him. And I don't I don't know if I love this course for him or not. Because when you look at the top of the leaderboard, I mean, the putting has been incredible. And that's really going to carry the day. And the approach has been incredible. But, like, the driving's not great. You want to play Cam Champ instead? No. I'm not, I don't want to play Cam Champ instead. But... I think I might be off this week. I've been in every week. The Carson Young whisper, ladies and gentlemen, said off. We're off. Let's see. Now, now everyone's going to play him and win all the money. But no, but, there's there's a lot of guys around him too. Like so I like I like Vincent Norman. I like Scott Stallings. I like Dylan Wu. I like Kevin Yu. I like Kevin Yu. So they're all good plays. Batia, who we just talked about. These this is where you get different though. And why? I just I everyone's looking for the pivots up top. Up top might just be right. Like that just might be the good plays this week based on pricing, the field strength. The setup, the challenge here, Pat, is this too. I don't know if you remember the Bryson year. I know this field is technically a little bit stronger, but the Bryson year, two guys made the cut over 9K. It was Wolf, Bryson Wolf, and Wolf. Wolf. And then what happened was you didn't like everyone played all 15% of this guy. 20 it was all spread out at the top, kind of like this week besides the Ricky and couple plays in, in Hideki and Ricky. It was all spread out, but then you didn't need it. You could have played like 48K lineups and been fine. No one does that. I'm just saying it was just an example where to your point of could Kevin Yu do what Morikawa does this week and beat him? Because Morikawa can't find the putter. Kevin Yu does find his putter or continue with it. And now you've got similar scoring because everything's mitigated based on the, the birdie fest. I'd like to see Hadwin putt a little bit more. Hadwin? Yeah. I Man, people keep mentioning him. Well, his, just appro- his approach has been really good. Yeah. Like even does if he US do Open. it enough over all those days is the, is the question. Yeah. He, he's, off. I mean, that's, maybe that's why he continues to play well at places like, I mean, I, I don't know if he made the cut at the U.S. Open or not. Did he? Yeah, he did. Like, he makes the cut at the U.S. Open. Like, he, he grinds a nice par round when you need a par round. Problem is, at this course, if you're grinding a par round, you're missing the cut. People make fun of Canadians, too, but Buckley, out with the rib injury, Hadwin, took that tackle right back making yeah, the cut the next week at the U.S. Hero. Open. Canadian hero, Adam Hadwin. H and Hadwin stands for hero, ladies and gentlemen. We'll <laughs> keep it going. But the, the other note is, like, Ekrot versus Hadwin, people keep mentioning to me, and I get the ownership is probably double. Like I'm, I'm going to take Ekro. Ekro seems like he's on the... Ekro might come 41st and outscore 29th place Adam Hadwin because he will literally put up seven birdies in a round to the five bogeys to get to two under on day one, have a really good day, day two, enough to make the cut, and then one of those two Saturday or Sundays, he'll put up the low round because who cares and outscore guys that made the cut with him. What has Joseph Bramlett been doing to constantly appear at the top of all my stats lists? Yeah, you should find that out because I actually don't know, but he still pops on my stuff too. Travelers miscut, 16th at the Memorial, miscut at Colonial, 
19th at the Byron Nelson. Oh, this is actually, by the trends, this is the week to play him. 40th at Wells Fargo, 10th in Mexico. So every second week, he has a top 20. And it sounds like he's better at the... Shitty events? Shitty, easier events. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of squeezed there a little bit. Like, people like Spawn, for sure. And then going up to the Sir Taylor Moore Eckroat range, 78, 79, 70, and 8. I, I just found it interesting that looking at the top 10 in terms of strokes gained total over the past 24 rounds are just not the players that you would think that would be up there based on the quality of the field at the top. Right. It's Fowler, Eckroat, Hideki, Ben, and Keegan are the top five. Then Morikawa and Finau, Carson Young, Bramwagon, Sungjae, Mark Hubbard, Doug Gim, Sebez, and your guy, 2R Norman. Yeah, double R Norman, Vincent, the Eagler with two R's. Vince. And then Alex Smalley, who I like and bet on. Smalley, Hoagie, Somebody else for the Fantasy National stat poppers. Oh, he was? Yeah. On, on, easy, on course. easy courses. On easy courses. Which I, why wouldn't you switch it to that on a week like this? To well, me? let me take a look. At least look at it. Like I said, it's not the be all end all, but I definitely take a look at that to see. And he I, popped up pretty heavy. I like to look at easy courses and birdie or better percentage. Okay. I think I, had just, that. I think I had that in there. You can check it and see if you want. Uh, Tom Kim is the best player on easy courses. Mm-hmm. It's Tom Kim, Finau, Harmon, Smalley, Thomas, Homa, Sungjae, Hoagie. Dietrich, who we did not mention, who I, like I am, I am playing. Yep. Uh, Morikawa Spawn would be the best. Then Adam Hadwin. <laughs> God. <laughs> Your guy. No, it can't be. Let's see. Birdie, birdies or bogeys will sort by birdies or better gain to try to figure that out. Just see some of the similar names that cross over. Uh, birdies or better gain. Thomas, Tom Kim, Ryan Palmer. You're the 46-year-old Ryan Palmer. 48, I thought. No, he was 46. 46, okay. Finau, Hoagie, Homa, T-Dunks. Harry Iggs, Smalley, Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore also good Wyndham track record last year, too, in his first start there. Uh, ben Ann, Rogers out, Batia, Morikawa. A lot of Morikawa. I mean, he is one of the best players in this field. I shouldn't be shocked that he's at the top of all these right. lists. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, like an email and a text at the same time. How about that? Opportunities gained. Hoagie is number two in the field on easy courses behind Justin Thomas. Like, Thomas, the more we look into this, I think is just a really good play. <laughs> so what is the lineup? Well, that's what we need to get to, right? What is the the cha- is it Ricky Hideki though? Even though we like JT, that's maybe where we switch it to. But you're it- do, you, do you want to start with what we think is the chalky lineup, yes. or do you want to start with what we think is a good lineup for like a single entry? I want to start with what is the chalk. Okay, people love this Ricky. because like what? Where Ricky. are people going? Ricky. This week? Ricky Hideki, right? Aren't people really playing Hideki that much? They have to be. If they're not, then I don't know what to tell you, but they have to be. Yes. If, if it comes down to it, and it, let's say all things being equal, and I, I do see what you're seeing in terms of ownership for Hideki, mm-hmm. but like, do you like Hideki more than Justin Thomas? I do. Really? Yeah. I, I like Hideki for sure. Okay. Like I, just, I, I mean, almost everything. He's even been good here in the past a couple times sure. that he played. Two out of the three times that he played it, he's been on fire lately. He hits greens. You know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's played well in other courses and styles of this. So what you're saying is that Fowler Matsuyama, we're just stacking our team with players' championship winners. So we got to keep going. Who do we got down there? Webb Simpson, <laughs> seventy one hundred bucks. We're not going to find enough. We're not going to find enough. Who who else is popular now that we have seventy five hundred left? So seventy five hundred dollars left. Looking down, uh, Carson Young is going to be incredibly popular. I, I think it'll be. I, he'll be double digits. He's double digits every week anyway. And Let's he's been good. Like, there. why would anyone besides me get off of him? Would you want to put you in as well? Do you think you gets popular? Kevin Yu? Yeah. Do people even know who that is? Well, who's going to be popular in here? Shank? 
I, I mean, I don't really know. I'm seeing Dylon Wu more than Kevin Yu. Ekro, we can get Ekro into this lineup. He's he's chalk. That he is. It doesn't seem like da- Gim is going to be popular at 74. People play spawn. Hu- Hubbard and spawn. I mean, maybe the the way to do this is okay. Go, here you go. You just said it. Hu- Hubbard, Hubbard and spawn. And it's Ekro Young done. That's the lineup. Ricky Hideki Ekrot, Hubbard Spawn Carson Young, and I'm gra- I'm glad you brought up Hubbard. Hubba Hubbard. Because he's not going to be super owned, but it's also not a situation where you're getting him at like 1%. It's not really. He's going to be like 12%. It's not me. To me, it's not true flop leg where everyone's like forgot about the guy. Everyone's actually hopping back on because like this is even better for him. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, he, he failed an elevated event. Let's get him at an easier event. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, just fine. I don't disagree with it's that logic, It's not the same the as when people are like, of course he goes off the next week. It's, it's To me, that's when people are like, of course he goes off when nobody's on him the next week that we see all the time. So. Yeah, that's the lineup for sure. It actually only comes out about 10 points less than what the um, projections actually like and see. What do the projections like the best? I'm curious. It was like a lineup that starts with Hideki. Hideki, M, and then... Oh, the three nines? Hideki, M, and it actually likes... uh, Jagger. Bradley. Oh. But you can put Tom Kim in there and move it around, but like Kevin Yu, Spawn, guys like that. Kevin Yu. Yu! Soldier boy. He's going to go Superman. Superman these hoes on the course. <laughs> so yeah, at 73. I mean, I like C.T. Pan. That probably doesn't work out. But you could go Hideki, M. Keegan, Kevin, U, J.J. Spawn, C.T. Pan. Yeah. I, I'm sure Span, Pan probably doesn't rate out all that well, but I think that he's good. I think a lineup like this, actually, too, would be popular. It actually projects a little better than our chalk one we did, and I don't think it will be as popular, and you could plug in whoever at 7K or 75, but Tom Kim, Hideki, Sungjae, the three that we talked about, with something like J.J. Spawn, Kevin Yu, and Grayson Sig. Or Crazy Carl Long. Yeah, you can mix it around there, and that's how you get different with that build. But I guess, what what do you think is the least popular up top here? We talked about Ricky Hideki. I, I can tell you, I, I can assure you I know what the... Sorry, I'm going from roster construction. I know what you're going to say from a player perspective, but I'm saying when you go Ricky Hideki or whoever Hideki... Oh, how, how do you get... Or do you think people like... I, I think people think those three guys in Kim, Matsuyama, and Im is a sneaky way to switch it up, and I just don't think it is. I think a lot of people are doing that. People are even doing it. Kenny mentioned it for cash. Like, people can build this no problem this week, so... If you want to get... I mean, it's not sneaky, but if you really want to get different with how you allocate your win equity, I would just take the two guys that my simulator told me have the best chances to win. The betting odds tell me have the best chances to win and just start my lineups, you know, Morikawa. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not difficult to do. And you still have the same 7,100. You, get 7, you still 100. have the 7,100. Like, you can still get to the previous lineup that I just built. I, I know it's not for everybody. I'm just using it, but the ones that I said. So if you go Sig. Where's Norman? Kevin Yu. Norman. Forget Norman for a second. I'm saying like even the lineup we just did, I think it's a two v two away. Spawn, same three guys. I land on seventy three hundred. I'm two hundred dollars away. CT Pan. Yeah, doesn't matter. I guess what I was, you know, I'm going back for a second here because I'm trying to read out loud. But Hubbard, we were on right. We mentioned him. Mm-hmm. If you take Morikawa down to Fowler, the chalk, it's almost the same lineup I just built. So you can go Finau, Fowler, Spawn, Hubbard, Sig. Kevin Yu. Or you, and it's less owned, but I'm saying then the previous one and still projects well, but you're skipping the entire nine K, eight K range. And if you don't he, mind Carl Wan like I do, you can go Fino Morikawa, Norman Yu, Ekrot Wan. Okay, one second. Fino Morikawa. Or you could turn Wan Ekrot into Spawn and Hubbard if you wanted to. I like Norman. I still like Ekrot. 
doesn't matter. Again, people are going to just get off him because he's 14 or 15%. I get it, but at the same time, he could just outscore the guys that are 8% beside him so uh, and still make the cut. Who's the last two guys you said? Uh, Juan? Juan and Eckroat. Kevin Yu, Norman, with Morikawa and Finau. Yeah. Projects a little lower, but to your point, again, same thing. It's just another line. Now, that uses two 6Ks, but to um, what I mentioned earlier, like Vincent Norman, call him what you want. If he was 7,100 this week, nobody would have blinked. No, and that squeezes in Eckroat at 8,000. Yeah. All I'm trying to say when I say this, Pat and brothers maybe don't understand, is, oh, I thought you were saying you don't need 6K guys. I'm saying if you want to go to the 6Ks, instead of playing 15 or 20 of them to try and sprinkle 3 to 5% of all of them and hope you get that one right, because... There is little cases and narratives and stories you'll hear all week about these guys. P- pick your stance. If Norman's my guy and he is, maybe I got 10, 15% of him and I just commit to it. I don't care, but he's my 6K guy, but he's 6,900 and I'm actually in on him. Unlike everyone trying to spread 15 guys, 20, 20 guys down here. So here's what I like doing this week. So here's how you lose money from Pat Mayo. Okay. You start your lineups, Ricky Aberg, and see what you got left. You have $7,700 left for your four guys. And you can kind of go anywhere you want. And I think that, well, this is a very obvious type of build. I doubt that people are willing to give up what they perceive as a lot of win equity at the top. And maybe it is giving up too much win equity by only rolling with Fowler as the top end guy. But you can go Fowler, Aberg, Smalley. And then you can squeeze in Ekrote if you want. Just I, I don't think that this construction is going to be super popular. So you don't really need to like lean away necessarily mm-hmm. from all of the uh from all of the chalk then you have 7100 and you're back down to that range you can go pan norman if you wanted to i think works you nope know, you can go pan batia if you wanted to pan griffin pan svensson pan will gordon doesn't matter who it is you like gordon i'm gonna go pan gordon on this one yeah i mean i like gordon enough i've seen him play well at this course before too yeah, and he can have that. He's linger. another guy that can put up the birdies again. Boom, bus guy. You know what you're getting, but he's 7100. He's rounding out our lineup in this example. And I think this is a fun way. And it depends on if everyone is betting Aberg, for example. And I, is, I'm not saying he's going to be unpopular on DraftKings, mm-hmm. but I think that he is more of a third man in in lineups this week for people who are going to go start Scrubs or start with Hideki Key Hideki. Sungjae Aberg or something mm-hmm. like that. The same way that Jagger gets built in, the same way that Smalley gets built in. I doubt you'll see Jagger, Aberg, Smalley use two of three in lineups. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and in that lineup you just talked about, again, you said, like, less win equity, but yet the market decides is, is Aberg deci- is the win is equity. The win equity. So it's like he's with Ricky, of course, being the highest. So I'm saying you still are getting something in there. You just have to know what you're leaving on the table. Exactly. But it doesn't matter. What was that list you had of all those guys that we were talking about before? It had Smalley, Hoagie, I'm just trying to build. We've done good with these lineups in the past. I think it's the perfect week for it. There was a list you had where it was like the guys that are popping with birdies are better on easy courses that also we decided weren't getting as much ownership as they should. And it definitely included Hoagie and, and Smalley. Birdies are better at easy courses, I think, was the one. I can load that back yeah, up yeah, again. Yeah, load that F- back. F- fantasynational.com slash mayo gives you very easy access to this. Yeah, so it was Thomas, Tom Kim, JT, Tom Kim, Ryan Palmer, Finau, Hoagie. Okay, Tom Kim was one. So let's put him in for a second. So Tom Kim, and who was the other one you just said? Finau, JT. We'll leave them out for now. Hoagie. And then we got... Smalley was on the list somewhere. Uh, Paul, it's, I'll just give you the top ten. Palmer, Finau, Hoagie, Homa, Duncan, Higgs, Smalley, Taylor Moore, Ben Ann, Batia, Sungjae, Morikawa, Vince Norman. I said Smalley, right? Was Riley on there? Davis Riley? No. No. Was Rye on there? Rye is not. But Dylon Wu is at number 20. Okay. Then you got Lower, Sig, 
Fowler, Will Gordon, Davis Riley's 28. Who was the best value play up at the top, like low price guy that you said? Tyler Duncan was Tyler Duncan and Harry Higgs were one in or seven and eight, and they're both 65 and 6,600 bucks. Okay. Did Sungjae appear anywhere? Yeah. Sungjae's 14th. So Sungjae. And then who was the best? Last thing I'll ask you is the, the, the best 6K, or sorry, non 6K value play. Ryan Palmer, right? Palmer 72. was 72. Hoagie was 84. Another Small. 7K guy. Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore. Okay, real quick. I'm going to go back to it. But so this is an example. Tom Kim, Sung J M, Alex Smalley, Hoagie, Ryan Palmer, Tyler Duncan. That's, I mean, that sounds like a lineup that you would see in the giant $5 at the top and be like, who the fuck would play this lineup? <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. What was it again? I'm going to enter this. Kim, Sungjae, Palmer. It was... Smalley. Kim, Hoagie, Smalley, Palmer, Sungjae, Tyler Duncan. I'm missing one here. Kim, Tom Kim. M. Sungjae M is next in line. And then it goes the two 8K guys, Smalley and Hoagie. Oh, it was Hoagie. Yeah. Yeah, Hoagie I was missing. This lineup is terrible. And then you can swap. How, how does this project, by the way? Actually, decent. Really? That's what I'm saying because it's all scoring. It's all points. Yeah. It's just you. Again, people are going to get so hung up on. You're right. No, you're absolutely and all right. That, and that's it's what just it is. you look at it. You're you like, need the points. Fuck is this? And you need points over the weekend. So people forget that. Oh, we need six. Yeah, you're right. No shit. We need that to get through <laughs> because the weekend's going to be crazy scoring. But you also want the guys that can score over the weekend, and these guys can score at will. Uh, real quick, M and Tyler Duncan goes to Taylor Moore Eckroat. That's pretty nice. Oh, too. really? And that projects better. I'm gonna say that. I, I, I mean, just the sound of that sounds so much better in my earballs. It's a nine eight 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 seven seven. So you leave all the sixes and everybody above ten um, k off. So what was it again? So it, it's the same as what you have, but you're Sungjae into Ekrot, and Tyler Duncan goes to Taylor Moore. Oh, that's not bad. Or you can make Taylor Moore Aaron Rye if you really wanted to. Yep. Who? Oh wow, that's the other pivot then. You could take Ekrot up to Benny Ann. Ooh. Oh, and this one projects even better again. So you go Ekrot into Ben Ann and more into Aaron Rye? Yeah, this is yeah. the one. Fire. Playing with fire now. And this is the one I think I, I think I won the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League with this lineup at the Wyndham last year. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, Ben Ann, Alex Smalley. These are my guys. I would like to get away from Ryan Palmers because I don't like him. but He might crush. I mean, if we're going to go with Aaron Rye, Tom Kim, Ben Ann... I mean, should we just throw CT Pan into this lineup too instead of? Oh yeah, definitely. Instead of Ryan Palmer, definitely. This is the other one, CT Pan. Throw that one in. That's the guy you said that is the most mispriced on the slate. We got to have that version. I, I just based on his recent results, his history at crossover courses, and his overall history, I don't see. I don't understand why. His, I get his price coming off the injury of why it is, but if he's played three times since coming off an eight month layoff, he's he's missed a cut and come third and fourth. Seems kind of crazy to me. Yeah. And your betting card has some of these guys. Oh, yeah. All right. We talked about yeah, it. But I remember I lose every week betting, so that's probably not a good thing. I just think, again, if you get the winner on this lineup somehow, and then you've got the other guys through and scoring, you're not out of it completely. This is the type of lineup you can find your way up the board. That, like you said, people are like, how the hell did they get on that? Well, this is how. We went and looked up. Birdies are better. <laughs> Easy courses. Plug them in on something that made sense. Could Tom Kim win this event? He could. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Literally has correlations and stuff that you brought up on top of showing us some signs lately, all these other factors where it's like, man, this guy could definitely show up here. And it's funny. I mentioned that Rory kind of corollary to the other top players about getting himself in contention and everyone holds it against him and never against anyone else for performing poorly. Mm -hmm. And the Finau thing about winning soft tournaments 
is somehow more held against him than if he was losing soft tournaments. Yep. Tom Kim is in a weird spot now, too, because the expectations of him were set so high. And it's not <laughs> like he's been bad. It's because he was uh, next Tiger Woods. Next Tiger at Woods. One point. I mean, people forget he, ju- he turned 21 like last week. <laughs> he did. Him and Scotty enjoyed some pizza and some cookies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tom Kim probably like two years down the line is going to be like, you know, in the back, like blowing rails or something like that. Well, Scotty's <laughs> going to be 55 years old. Oh, I need some more milk and cookies, please. Yeah, watch The Office reruns. Yeah. But I just. Kim's game is now back rounding into where we saw him. I mean, this is one of the spots last year where he popped for the first time and then he popped in Scotland. He played well at the Open Championship. Then the floodgates really broke down. <laughs> Taylor Pendrith Jr. Yeah. Only plays good in July. Only plays good in July. <laughs> I mean, we didn't bring up Pendrith, but I think I bring up Pendrith every week. Like, I, don't under- I understand the reasons why people want to play Pendrith because I think in our minds we think of him as this sort of player and how good or bad that he can be. And if he's really good, obviously we saw it here last year. He came in second place last year. When those skills hit, just he hasn't done that in fucking Man, a Last year. year was bad. Ta- ta- uh, Taylor, pa- Taylor Pendrith was Taylor Swift and Finau was Keegan Bradley, or Keegan, um, Kanye West. He stole it from him, mm-hmm. walked right up on stage and took it away. We thought Pendrith had this last year. We were cheering for him down the stretch, Canadian love, all that, and then Finau comes and steals it away. The off the tee has been okay for Tom Kim. Like, he's only lost once in the past three months off the tee. Yeah. But he's not gaining any anything substantial. Like, when he got his win at the Shrine. I mean, even when he won at the Shriners in the Wyndham. The only thing that he's not doing is he's not putting. Like, dude can't putt anymore. Yeah. But in a very Keegan-esque fashion, it's just more polarizing in a weird way. That, I mean, when he won, he gained 12.5 strokes putting at the Wyndham. When he won at Shriners, he gained six strokes. If he can get to that range, he's going to win. Because he's gaining five on approach, seven on approach. Like the approach is back yeah. to where when he was winning, it was. He also was making putts at those times that we talked about. Like, you know what I mean? Like he can, there was times where he was like, he was automatic from five to 10 feet. That's what we need this week. If we get that version, he's going to come through. And just like, it's, it is kind of like the polar opposites. When you go and take a, like just a scan through what he's done on the greens. 3.3 at the U.S. Open comes in eighth place. Travelers last week loses two. You know, comes in 38th, loses two, loses two, loses three, loses three. Like, he's been on a bad run of losing a lot of strokes on the green. But when, whenever he gains, Phoenix gains three. Shriners gains six, gains 12, gains six, gains seven, loses six, loses seven. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's no real in-between for him, it seems. It's either he has the greens figured out, and he's going to make a bunch of putts. He might be a nice live bet that if you see him throw, like, five holes, it's like, oh, God, he made, like, three seven-footers in a row. Tom Kim week. Or hope that you get what was wasn't it at the Wyndham? Yeah, you quad, quads the, quad, the first and hole, come back and come come back and wins. So I mean, that's what you're looking for. But I just don't think we need to be sold much on him. Everything we talked about him is already good. And then the the interesting part is he's squeezed because you have JT right above, you have Hideki and Sungjae getting love. Now Tom is still getting ownership. I'm I'm saying 15 to 17 maybe, but but the same as everyone else there. But I like you, him well, better than well, you have Hideki and Sungjae more, and you have uh, Justin Thomas probably more. He's still there. And then what you don't realize is you, we talked earlier, but we want to build a good single entry. Well, we kind of just did, I think, in general, of it gets more amplified in something like that. You go to the $200 single entry, way more people are going to commit to JT, Hideki, and Sungjae than probably Tom there. Even though Tom will have some, it just that's, sets the gap up just a little bit further. And that's where you can find your angles in. So I, I think Tom is more than fine. We I mean, all those points are like, how does he could win here? It feels like. Last one. I just rejigged that lineup that we did. Okay. I kind of like this in single entry. I might go with this in single entry. Well, maybe. 
Tell me the plays. Tom Kim. Okay, we're so in on Tom now. Yeah, in on Tom. We'll start with Tom. We change Smalley into Aberg, who I just think is a better player. Okay. Not that he's necessarily going to beat him this week, but it was the case that I made for Sam Bennett at the U.S. Open of why I liked his price versus in a year's time, can we see his price be a lot more? I mean, Aberg could be the highest price guy in this event next year. What about Sargent? I, I, I don't have a feel for Sargent. I think his Masters thing, like, just discombobulated me because he was the best guy in the field off the tee and the worst everywhere else. Yep. And that's probably not indicative of his true game that maybe he is amazing, but Aberg has now come to the PGA tour. Easy course this week. Very flat. So good off the tee. Sergeant, man, he might just be the guy. Is Sergeant better than Aberg off the tee? I don't know the exact stats. Sergeant is very good off the tee. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Sergeant became number one because Aberg turned pro. Yeah. Aberg is obviously incredible, so it's fine, but he's also, you're paying 87 Yeah, you're also paying him. a premium for him. Yeah, we play a, a salary game, so it does kind of matter. But yeah, I hear where you're coming from. Keep going. Uh, so Kim Aberg Eckrote. Nice. Ben Ann. <laughs> Benny, man. I'm so in on him after being so out on Monday morning. That's hilarious. Go Aaron, ahead. Aaron Rye. Rye. And JJ Spawn. Wow, I like the lineup. It's pretty balanced. You're not going to either pull in terms of salary. You have six guys that you can see, especially in a birdie fest like this. Like, oh, yeah, Aaron Rye is 21 under, came in eighth. Yeah, this is just – so it actually projects really well. It's a point and a half off of our original chalk lineup with the Ricky Hideki one. Okay. So it's right there. A little bit less ownership, but not – again, depends on how your ownership shakes out or what you see. But then also, it's a nine eight 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 seven seven, and it avoids a lot of – um, you know, the, the, it avoids Ricky, it avoids Hideki, it avoids the spread ownership of the other guys up top there that are in there. The Sungjae play, the the guys that you you talked about down in the sevens, like the Kevin Hughes and those guys that may pick up a little love. It just avoids all of that completely. And so good good build for something like single entry for sure. All right. I think that'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. The newsletter comes out this evening. If I make any changes to anything, you'll find it in there. The tidbits are will out. be there. Well, I mean, the tidbits will be included in the newsletter. You can just yeah. follow you on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo, to find the best of free content from yeah. around the internets. A lot of good ones this week, actually, too. So, uh, you know, Camp Champ did make it. But just, a, you know, tough, tough click this week to go to Camp Champ. It is tough. It's like, damn. He is, this, is, this, like, is this the Camp Champ season, though? It's like usually, he's two weeks at the end of June, the beginning just of July. This style of tournament. This is what he shows up at. Yeah. And it just does he bring his putter? It shows up once a year. And then he wins when it shows up. The thing is, that's what it is about him. He's the Aaron Rice stuff. If he gets through and if he makes a cut, he's been okay over the weekends. That's what you're looking for with Cam Champ. But man, he really comes through when he does. Yeah, and he'll yeah. still take driver right off the last. He doesn't even care. He's up he X shit. amount of strokes, just jams it out there. <laughs> so what? Perfect. Follow me at the PME on Twitter. Play in the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Listeners League because the PME Listeners League is full on DraftKings. So thank you for filling that. We'll be back next week with the John Deere Classic. Sub to the newsletter free down in the description. Smash the like and join Fantasy National. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off and all of the stats that we were referencing on the show. Easy to pull up. You can go do your own research on that one, then easily build all of your lineups. Makes a lot of sense, all right? FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. That'll do it for me. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.